to Grace Notes. We've been studying the model prayer Jesus taught his disciples to pray and focusing in on why we address God as Father. The word Father is defined as nourisher, protector, and upholder. God our Father is all that and more to us as children. But are we all God's children? Does everyone have the right to call him Father? Stay tuned as we look into this question. Be prepared to write down all the scripture references. You'll want to review them afterwards. We've heard the phrase before, we're all God's children, but is this true? To answer this, let's consider this. What gives someone the right to call his or her earthly father that name? It's easy. They were either born or adopted into the family. We wouldn't think of calling someone else's father father, much less expect them to treat us like one of their own children, and we shouldn't expect that of God either. Just because we're made in God's image and likeness doesn't mean we're of the same bloodline. God is holy, and our blood is tainted by sin. In fact, we're born that way, as a result of what the first humans, Adam and Eve, did in the Garden of Eden. Almighty God was their father, but when they yielded to temptation from Satan, they sinned against God, and Satan took over the role. Romans 5.19a describes this. Through the disobedience of the one man, that's Adam, the many were made sinners, that's us. As a result, human beings do not naturally choose to have God in their lives. Romans 3.10a says, There is no one righteous, not even one. There is no one who understands, no one who seeks God. Many Jews of Jesus' day considered themselves to be righteous because they were descendants of Abraham and had the law. In John 8, 38 through 44, they contended that they were automatically children of God. Jesus responded, If God were your father, you would love me, for I came from God and now I'm here. I've not come on my own, but he sent me. Why is my language not clear to you? Because you're unable to hear what I say. You belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desire. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Yet because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Wow, what a put down for these great Bible scholars and followers of the law. So does that mean that God is no one's father? No. Let me explain using scripture. Read Romans 5.19 in its entirety. Just as through the disobedience of the one man, that's Adam, the many were made sinners, that's us. So also through the obedience of the one man, that's Jesus, the many will be made righteous. 2 Corinthians 5.21 confirms that. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. 1 Peter 3.18a reiterates this. Christ died for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. Another helpful passage is Romans 8.1-4. Therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus the law of the Spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do and that it was weakened by the sinful nature, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful man to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin and sinful man in order that the righteous requirements of the law might be fully met in us, who do not live according to the sinful nature, but according to the Spirit. The beauty of it all is that God had this plan for us even before Adam and Eve sinned. 
Ephesians 1, 4 through 7 says, For he chose us in him, that's Christ, before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ, in accordance with his pleasure and will, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace. Okay, then, does this mean, since Jesus paid the price for forgiveness and a righteous position before God, that we are all automatically God's children? No. We have to be joined to Christ for our blood to be cleansed, and then we're adopted by God. Notice that the phrase, in him, was repeated in most of the verses we just read. Continue reading verses 13 and 14 of Ephesians 1, and we'll see how we can be in him. It reads, You also were included in Christ when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. Having believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. That's the key to the adoption process, believing in Jesus' redemption for us. The jury was in, the verdict was sure. I held no hope that I
funerals are times of reflection. Death literally stares us in the face. We're confronted with the brevity of life and eminency of our own departure. I recently attended a funeral for a dear ten-year-old girl. The minister gave an eloquent eulogy, perfectly depicting the character of little Katie, who loved Jesus. It was the perfect time to present the fact that if we want to see Katie again and enjoy what she's enjoying, we must become part of God's family. I was excited when he began to share what Jesus said in John fourteen six: I am the way, the truth, and the life. But he stopped there. He left off the rest of the verse, which says, No man comes to the Father but by me. By leaving this part of the verse off, he was sure not to offend anyone, because he was basically saying this was his opinion. He didn't use the whole counsel of Scripture that declares Jesus to be the only way, and in doing so, he watered down the message and possibly misled the seekers. Believing and confessing that Jesus died on the cross, paid the penalty for our sin, and rose again is the only way we can be safe from condemnation. When we accept this truth into our hearts, we can claim the verse 1 John 3, 1. How great is the love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. The love of God is great
You've been listening to Grace Notes. If this ministry has blessed you, please write and tell us at Sandbeck Ministries, P.O. Box 581, Falston, Maryland, 21047. Or contact us through our website at www.gracenotesradio.com. Join us on our next program. And until then, let your grace notes be a song of praise.